It's time for Idle Talk from King's Auto Repair in West Reading. Got a question about your vehicle? Give us a call at 610-374-8800 or 888-401-0459. So let's get started with Idle Talk from King's Auto Repair. Here's Tom and Ashley. Well, hello, good evening, and welcome to Idle Talk. I am Ashley. And I'm Tom. And we are here on 8.30 a.m. WEEU, we are from King's Auto Repair, and we are Idle Talk. And we are not live tonight. We are pre-recording because we're going to be away for mm-hmm. a day or two. So um, we had uh, kind of a weird two weeks. Dan was our man uh, of the hour last week because he was filled in for me. He did a pretty good job, but I have a better voice than Dan does. I'm just saying. I think he should have did a, like a falsetto voice when he was on. He was, said he was going to, but I think he got nervous and was like, nope, not going to do it. That so, would have been really funny. Yeah. He goes, I was going to try and like do Ashley's voice, but I thought I might get fired, so I didn't do it. I think it was really, he was just afraid to do it because, hey. Yeah, you're be, on live radio. Yeah, you can't. Radio. Whatever you, you say, you can't take back. You can't take it back. It's already out. Already <laughs> out. But well, I listened. I was able to listen to just a couple bits and pieces because where I was, I didn't have a whole lot of really good Wi-Fi or um, internet signal. So I listened to a little bit, and it would stop and start. So I really wasn't able to really get the gist. But Dan did sound good. He mm-hmm. did, did sound very good. Yep. So I was glad that he was able to do that, and not you didn't have to like pilot that whole show all by yourself well i got the obligatory call from uh your parents telling you telling me that it was a good show oh good yes oh my dad called yes and actually your mom called and your dad was in the background and he's like talking over my mom well you know well you know it's a good show when your parents call you and go hey good job (laughs) on the back so it's good yeah so um i was i ran away to montana for a week and it was a lot of fun so um but it it it's funny because it was almost the same weather here as it was out there mm-hmm. except there was lots of sleet and a little bit of snow and then so, so you're saying the weather right now is kind of like what you experienced out there yeah yeah mm-hmm. actually and and this was actually i don't think we got any any um frost mm-hmm. where we were there was snow up in the higher elevation but it was still very nice yeah it's all mountains and trees and then plains so just landscape that I've never seen before. So it was actually really cool to to experience all that. So, but uh, so unfortunately, we are not taking any calls. We'll be live back next week, um, just because you know we gotta gotta do the training, gotta get this, yep. gotta stay up on things. Um, so, uh, but we are gonna talk about a bunch of different things, and I wanted to see what Tommy wanted to lead in with. Well, I wanted to talk about something. I wanted to do a little bit of talk about maintenance. Mm. That's what I wanted to talk about a little yes. bit. Because, you know, a lot of cars nowadays, when you buy them at the dealership, they're like, oh, they're like maintenance free. Don't worry about it. You know, just get in it and drive it. And you get to, you know, 80,000 miles and they're like, oh, it needs a transmission. You know, and I'm, need- I'm such a cynic with that kind of stuff. Because anyone, <laughs> anyone time anyone tells me that, that, Everything's covered and it's maintenance free. 
I don't, I can't, I can't believe that. You know, I, like, I, I just, there's no way I can believe that kind of stuff. It's almost like they're like, you know, we sold you a car. We want you to come back when you hit that mileage and we're going to sell you another one. So. Yes, yes. And, (laughs) and being, having that kind of cynicism is uh, frustrating, but I mean, it is kind of true because, so car, car manufacturers want to sell you more vehicles, but there's different ploys in it. So Subaru does mm-hmm. this thing where they say, you know, it becomes a, pardon the pun, a legacy. So, cause a they, legacy? They had the Subaru legacy, but also they want to create a Subaru they had a legacy. Subaru legacy? <laughs> Go on. But they want to create a, they want to create a history of people driving their Subarus as long as possible mm-hmm. and then giving that to their children. Yeah. Because there's, I mean, there's commercials out that say that. Well, that, yeah. That show that. And have you ever seen the badges on the back of them now? I don't. They have, they have little badges now that you can get. Like a badge of courage? Badge of honor? A badge of honor. Oh, okay. No, it, they'll give you one. if you The first time you buy a Subaru, they give you a little badge in it. It says, my first Subaru on it. No kidding. And then they have like different like outdoorsy type stuff that oh, you can put on. Okay. And you basically are showing how many Subarus that you've owned okay. over the years. Okay. And I don't know if you have to pay for them or they give them to you. I would assume they give them to you. Oh, yeah. But I, I have to do a little bit of research on yeah. that. But it goes back to that legacy thing yeah. of, you know, people have on there, you know, it's like five plus Subarus I've owned over yeah. the years. Yeah. And, but that's, but that's what, and, but the other thing with Subaru is they promote maintenance. Mm-hmm. Subaru, Honda, Toyota, Toyota promote maintenance. And they, while they want to sell you more vehicles, mm-hmm. they also know that having, that having this vehicle for a long period of time is, pardon the pun, a badge of honor. Mm-hmm. You know, because, I mean, we drive our cars for many, 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 many miles. And, and mm-hmm. we, because, you know, we don't want to pay for another vehicle and we want to keep on maintaining what we have. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to, I'm not going to call any other, you know, car manufacturers out. But those three d- manufacturers are the ones that want you to take care of your car. Because they want to see how long people can drive them. Well, and the other thing, too, is if people drive those cars a long time, they have a good reputation. Exactly. They have the reputation of being a long-lasting car, which means people are going to come by them. Mm -hmm. But, you know, there's a lot of stuff nowadays where they – some of these manufacturers are are trying to tout low cost of ownership. Low cost of ownership is the new thing. And what they're not telling you is that, hey, you have to go and um, they're telling you basically you don't have to maintain anything. Yeah. And, you know, the car hits a certain age and you throw it away just like anything else you buy nowadays. Which which is not necessarily what I would want. But, but people see that as, you know, I was talking to a customer yesterday who um, doesn't want to buy another car but does and is having a lot of mixed feelings about things and – and I said, um, you know, if you could lease a car for, you know, every three years, if you know that you're going to just, I'm just going to have a payment for the for a mm-hmm. car payment for the rest of my yeah. life, you know, and some people that they're okay. People are okay with that because they don't want to drive a car that's over five years old. But, yeah. you know, when, once you get to that, you, you just have to make, make that, um, you just have to get yeah. that right in your head, you know, yeah. either you're going to drive the car and take care of it and drive it as long as possible or you're going to 
get rid of it every three years or five years or whatever the case is. So, you know, it's, it's just what you, what you want to do. But, um, the, the maintenance aspect is, is where the longevity comes into. So, um, but let's take a really quick break and, uh, we'll get back to a little bit more maintenance items. And I think how we want to talk about spark plugs. Yeah. I wanted to talk about spark Ooh. plugs. That's why we let in with maintenance. Spark plugs. Spark plugs is mate, our maintenance. And, uh, yeah, we'll get, we'll get to that on the other side and we'll be right back. And now let's get back to Tom and Ashley with Idle Talk from King's Auto Repair. And we're back. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm Ashley. And I'm Tom. And we are here on 830 AM WEEU. We are from King's Auto Repair, and we are Idle Talk. And unfortunately, we're not taking calls today because we're pre-recording. Um, but we were talking about maintenance, and we, we wanted to yep. lead into... I wanted to lead into spark plugs. Yeah. Because we have a... Uh, a truck at the shop right now with like odd spark plugs in it like and you see these advertisements for spark plugs out there and um i'm specifically going to point out these ones called e3 spark plugs okay and they tout getting better fuel mileage they tout all kinds of stuff and uh, a lot of these are gimmicks yeah, and a sales tactic. Yeah, they're a sales tactic. And the E3 spark plugs, there's only one manufacturer I know of that uses that. And Dan, our mechanic Dan, told me that Toyota's starting to ex- kind of experiment with them. Okay. But he hasn't seen them in a whole lot of stuff, only like certain... Only certain vehicles. So they're made by E3, or I don't, they... that's the name of them. Okay, okay. So the other the other one that they use is is uh, Volvo uses them. Okay. So, um, but those engines are specifically made for that spark plug, right? And the ignition system, like the part that actually produces the electricity mm-hmm. to for the spark plug to work, is actually made to work with those spark plugs. Okay. So. When we get a car in that doesn't run right and everything seems to check out and we go and we pull spark plug out, we're looking for stuff that is like a factory spark plug in the car. So the vehicle we have in right now is supposed to have what they call uh, copper spark plugs in it, Mm, which are like the old style, super cheap uh, spark plug. And the copper ones... Um, how a spark plug works is it actually has like a little resistor inside of it, okay. and it has a, a ceramic on the outside as an insulator, and it actually puts electricity down through the center of that insulator, has like a like a carbon type of rod down through it, and on the end it'll have a piece of metal. So old spark plugs were copper, and then it had a little... Um, piece that would kind of hang over top of it makes like a right right angle it goes over top directly over over, top of the little nub yeah over top of the little nub where the electricity is going to come out and the spark comes from the electricity jumping from one side to the other so so that's how you end up getting your your um your spark so with these ones here when they go and they put three little pieces kind of hanging over that one little center electrode. And what ends up happening is you don't actually get 
a good spark to any one of those three. Because mm, it like dilutes? It kind of dilutes because okay. it's trying to spread it out over okay. a larger area. Okay. And a lot of times we see trouble with people that put these spark plugs in that the cars don't run right with these spark plugs in because mm-hmm. of the engine was not made to run with them in. Okay, so I, I see where you're going because the you were saying about the E3, they're mm-hmm. they're they can be used and they are used, but the engine is almost tailored to those spark plugs. Yes, like electrically, electronically tailored to those spark plugs. Yes, to make those spark plugs work. And the same thing with these copper ones. The same thing with these copper ones. So now a lot of the new ones that you hear about, the ones that go like 150,000 mm-hmm. or the 100, 150 or the 100,000 mile ones, they're called iridium spark plugs. Mm-hmm. They are a real fine, like really narrow tip. They're, they're, they actually have uh, little pieces on there about the size of a tip of a ballpoint pen. Okay. So, and the electricity jumps from from one side to the other on those, and those create a really hot spark. And so, like a high density. So, like a high density yeah. and really fast, and they work. They work really well in modern engines. Okay. So, and so when we go go to replace spark plugs in a car, Generally, the best spark plug you want to use in the car is what the car came with from the factory. So that's called the original equipment is what generally is referred to. Yes. The the original equipment is what you want to put back in it unless you're doing some type of engine modification. Okay. And that's – that you get down a rabbit hole with that kind of stuff. Yeah. Just – just do the regular stuff. <laughs> yeah, do the regular stuff. It, it, it gets fancy. into, yeah, the changes start coming when you go and actually, like, if you were to add a turbocharger to the engine mm-hmm. or a supercharger to the engine, then you would need to put different spark plugs in. Yeah. But your normal, everyday car that you're driving, the plug, the spark plugs it came with from the factory are the ones that are going to get you the best fuel mileage. And and generally, by and large, those iridium ones are m- much more expensive than your mm-hmm. old your old spark plugs. But you have to remember, back in the day, you replaced spark plugs every thirty thousand miles, and you're and you would maybe those spark plugs would be. I don't know if you walk into the parts store, buck twenty five back in the day. Yeah, you know, thirty years ago. Yeah. Now you're doing them every hundred or hundred and fifty thousand miles, and mm-hmm. yeah, if you walk into the parts store, there could be twenty bucks each, mm-hmm. but you're still spending the same, almost the same dollar, but but spread in bigger out. clumps, you know, yeah. like spread out more. So, what? My, I'm such an advocate. I mean, if you're going to do your own work, number one, you're already saving money by doing mm-hmm. your own work. Spend the money on the good part and make sure it's the right one instead mm-hmm. of getting like the super cheap um, spark plugs or the super cheap brake pads. Or, you know, you're, you're, already, you're already saving money. Yeah. Spend a little bit more on it, make it a good part, and make it a good repair if you're yeah. going to do your own work. Yeah. And and I, the re- whole reason we brought up the, the spark plug thing was, um, like I said, we have one in the shop right now and it runs terribly. And the only thing that's wrong with it is it doesn't have good spark going to it. Yeah. And it's there because somebody else has been chasing stuff around on it for a while. Tinkering with it. Yeah, tinkering with it and swears that it has a bunch of other problems. Mm. And we went back and um, Dan hooked – we 
we have invested in a lot of tools to help us, you know, diagnose and look at vehicles and figure out what's going on with them. Electronically. Yeah, electronically. And he ran through every every test that we do on on an engine when it's not running right. Mm-hmm. And he goes, there's nothing wrong with this. Mm-hmm. And he goes, I took snapshots of all the stuff. And he goes, I sent it to another friend of mine that mm-hmm. knows what what he's looking at and he goes there's nothing wrong with this car he goes what you're he goes the problem you have it looks like it's a spark related problem Mm -hmm. and he goes well i have these plugs in here so Mm -hmm. and it doesn't call for these fancy plugs it actually calls for the old style copper spark plugs oh so it does this vehicle does call for the old stuff yep the old the old inexpensive stuff is Hmm, what interesting and and you know you think that you're doing you're going to save money or get better fuel mileage by switching out to these fancy spark plugs. Yeah. And it usually doesn't happen. Well, then you spend all this time and energy and money chasing mm-hmm. a phantom problem uh, that that could be easily remedied just by going back to the originals. Yeah. You know? and, and that's frustrating. And I even had this happen when, when I was young. Um, my, my Jeep pickup that I had when we got that. Wilbur. That was his name. His name is Wilbur. Yeah. He had a name. So We should talk a little bit about yeah, that. We'll talk about but that. Go ahead. Anyway, when I got that truck, it had the same issue. It didn't run right. Mm. So I went and it. we couldn't get it to idle. We couldn't do it, you know, and I, I didn't know much about cars when I yeah. I started tinkering on that. That was, a- that was kind of my start into tinkering on cars. Mm-hmm. So when we started... I started looking at that, you know, I took the spark plugs out because I was like, I'm going to go get new spark plugs. So I took it out and I took it to the parts store and I, I showed the guy, I said, this is what's in it. What should be in it? Mm-hmm. And he goes, well, those won't do your truck any good. Okay. He goes, good advice. He goes, take those out. He goes, you're, you don't have enough electricity going through the, mm. the ignition system. Mm-hmm to be able to fire that spark plug properly. And it was one of those crazy looking three pronged okay. plugs. So, it could, so the basic, I mean, that yeah. was a, what year was that? An 80? That was an 85 truck. So, I mean, still, yeah. still the old technology, Yeah, not enough support, uh, yeah. electrical, electro, electrical support in mm-hmm. that vehicle to be able to support these crazy spark the, plugs. Yeah. The crazy spark plugs. And I put new spark plugs in it and it ran great. Like a champ, like, like a the ch- champ that it was. Exactly. And it was great. And it and it all went back to, you know, chasing around a problem because we put in these these spark plugs that were supposed to be the fancy great spark better. plugs. Yeah. yeah. They're supposed to be better than what you have and they're yeah. gonna give you a better fuel economy and all this other stuff and they were terrible. The truck ran terrible, and we put new spark plugs in it, and it ran great. And that, that's a that's a perfect example of just kind of leave it alone. You know, mm-hmm. don't. I mean, do the maintenance, but don't don't try to make it fancy. Yeah, because yeah. It, that's not, where the not necessary. Yeah, you're gonna end up with all kinds of like weird stuff happening. Yeah, and then you're chasing stuff around that you're like. Why? What? Why, what why is it doing this? And then you're trying to remember. Okay, when did this start? And mm-hmm. what did we do? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. and a lot of times it's, it comes down to something simple like that. Yeah. So just really quickly before mm-hmm. we go to break, I don't know how long we have to go to break, but Tommy's family has a 
history of naming the vehicle <laughs> after the person that sold it to. So that's why <laughs> the person that sold it to them. Mm-hmm. So that's why the Jeep pickup was Wilbur. Mm-hmm. And then one of the tractors was Lester. Yes. Right. And then, uh, I mean, if I was going to name my Dodge, it would have been Ed because that's that was the sales was, guy. That was the sales guy that sold it to me. So, oh, uh, I gosh. can't think of the guy who sold me the, the, uh, oh, it was, uh, they sold me the Fiesta. But it no. would have been Chris would have been the Mustang's name, which isn't very fun. That's not a that's not no. a like Melvin or Lester or anything like that. And the truck I'm driving now, the the Toyota, that would have been Dan. Dan, <laughs> that's right. Yes. <laughs> Dan the Sequoia. Dan the Sequoia. Just call him Dan Car Sequoia. Name. <laughs> Car name. Car names. <laughs> you just happen to have really good couple really good names of people yeah. that sold you vehicles, yeah. but. The old, the older names, the names you don't hear as much yeah. anymore. Yeah. You know, no one's, no one's naming their kids those names anymore. No, no. But, you know. That's funny. All right. There'll be a resurgence now. And there will people be. People naming their kids the older names yeah. again. So. Melvin, Marvin, Lester. Yep. Good names. Okay. Let's take a break. We'll be right back after these messages. We're back with more Idle Talk with Tom and Ashley from King's Auto Repair. And we're back. Uh, we're, uh, oh. I, that was my one mess up. Oh. I like inhaled like, and I wasn't ready. So you weren't ready. <laughs> I wasn't ready. Anyway, I'm Ashley <laughs> and I'm Tom and we are here at 830 AM <laughs> WEU. We are not live. We we're pre-recording. Which is good because she'd probably mess up the phone numbers. <laughs> I probably would right now. <laughs> Even on the sign right in front of her. <laughs> uh, we are idle talk. We are from King's Auto Repair and we're talking about, uh, we're going to lead into. Actually, I was going to talk about something that you're starting to see more and more of in the news and that is catalytic converter theft. Yeah. Um, the other week, I believe there was a big theft that happened to, I believe it was Morgan Company. I saw oh, it. Oh, right. Yes, it was, was Morgan Company. And, um, saw down there in, uh, Berks County. And I was like, this has been going on for, I'm going to say since the start of all the stuff last year. Yeah. So, um, when, the prices of these catalytic converters has like skyrocketed in Be- the last in the last like year and a half, two years. Mm-hmm. Because of Beca- the Because they are full of rare metals. But it's it's funny because they're tiny there's there's like trace amounts of mm-hmm. the rare metals in there, but whoever recycles these knows I mean obviously they mm-hmm. recycle it for they know how to get all those rare metals out. So they become really, really um expensive. Yeah. So it's this catalytic converter theft is on the rise. Yeah. And it's something to definitely be aware about. Um, if you drive a pickup truck or like a, or a van or some type of taller vehicle. Anything that's easier to get under. Yes. Because this all started with the Prius, um, catalytic converters. Well, their Priuses are a targeted one. Right. Because they are worth a lot of money. Yeah. But I mean, all catalytic converters are expensive, but there's just, there's always a a range, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and the, the Prius ones were, were targeted because you could get the most money for them in, I'll use the term black market Mm -hmm. or at the scrap dealer. Mm -hmm. So yeah, the Prius ones, um, they're expensive enough that, uh, and they're on the older ones, like the second generation Priuses and they're, 
um, they cost that much to replace that a lot of insurance companies, after the catalytic converter gets stolen off of it, they're actually scrapping the car. Which is crazy. Yeah. But but the, these cars are also more than 10 years old, right? Yeah. They're, yeah. So 10 they're, to they're about 10 to 15 years old. So the the... the cost of replacing the catalytic mm-hmm. converter versus just paying that person out is the yeah. same or more. The, so the last time I saw one that they were looking to replace um catalytic converter on it was about $4500 to get wow. a catalytic converter for one of those. Oh, I didn't think they were that much. Well, so the Prius is the Prius ones are a little bit different because of the hybrid technology in them. Mm, okay, and okay. and it's not what you actually think. Um you're thinking hybrid, you're thinking technology, but the reason they cost more is they actually heat the coolant up in them. Okay. They actually have a uh, like built-in coolant jacket around them. Okay. And it's actually to be able to provide heat in the car quicker in the wintertime. Without things. Without having to run the engine as long. Oh, because right. Okay, that so makes total sense. Yeah. A catalytic converter works by actually getting really hot mm-hmm. and... Um, when and with these rare metals in there, it actually causes a chemical reaction when they get hot. Okay, and pulls out different uh, um, different elements coming out of the car's exhaust. Okay, so when this happens and there's a lot of heat there, Toyota thought, "Hey, this would be really great if we if we put uh, coolant around it and then took that coolant and ran it up into the uh, into the actual cabin of the car and used it for heat in the wintertime. It's interesting. I didn't, so, I didn't know that. Yeah. So there's a lot. There's like valves and electronics and stuff on it okay. and all kinds of all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. So that's what makes them really expensive. Okay. Because there's a lot that goes into them. Yeah. So and there's also being that it is a more eco-friendly car. Mm-hmm. They have a lot more of the rare metals inside of them to be able to clean up the uh, exhaust coming out of it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's what actually makes them super expensive. So I have a really quick question. Mm-hmm. Is it a Prius or a Pri if there's multiple? Just like if it's deer or deers or deer. I mean, I don't know. Deer or deer? Deer or, or deer. Deers. Or is it Prius or Prius? I think it depends how you want to sound in front of people. <laughs> I actually... I would say multiple Prius. So. I actually <laughs> refer to them as Pri. That's what I was I refer to the multiple ones as Pri. So if we have, so if we have multiple, there's multiple Priuses. Pri. <laughs> that they there's can... a lot full of Pri. Pri. <laughs> That's how I refer to them. I just and we say this, and actually one of our loaner cars is, is, a, Prius. A, is a Prius, yeah. and it's a great little car. It's a, it is a great car. And people drive it, and they go, wow, for hybrid, this thing's pretty peppy. Yeah, I, said, I mean, yeah. it's a great car. I mean, it, it has like 240,000 miles on it, so mm-hmm. 445,000. And to premise that, and um, that car still has the original battery in yeah. it, too. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I believe it gets about 38 miles to the gallon. Yeah. Yeah. Which I mean, brand it's, new Prius will get like 50. Yeah. So it's losing, it's losing its, its potency, but it's still a great car. Yeah. I mean, it still gets, you know, 38 miles to the gallon. I, that's nothing to, 
yeah. so wonderful transportation for someone who needs it while they're getting their car fixed on so or worked on. So yeah. But the the, the thing about the, okay, back to catalytic converters. Yep. Let's, let's be serious here, people. Yep. Back to catalytic converters. I did listen to a news story about um, there. A lot of scrap dealers are trying to make sh- ensure that the catalytic converters they get aren't illegally stolen exactly so when we sell a catalytic converter you know we we took one off a car and it's basically a core we have a a scrap dealer that comes in and gives us a price for it and they're not crazy prices because they're it's a converter off of i don't know gmc or something and We'll say this, if it's an aftermarket one, one that's already been replaced, those aren't worth as much oh, as yeah. ones from the factory. No, but I did read, listen to this news story about um, a scrap dealer that wants to ensure that the vehicle that this came off of, that the catalytic converter that came off, that they want to buy, is legit. So they mm-hmm. either need like a letter or a registration or if it's the individual or if it comes from... Proving a, that you own it. Right. Proving, or if it's a place like us that repairs cars for, mm-hmm. for a business. So that's really kind of like when I hear all these people getting their catalytic... I'm like, where are they getting rid of these? I mean, I know that there's black oh, markets out there, but yeah. like... like it's, it's super, super underground, mm-hmm. you know, like well, I know a guy kind of yeah. thing. And I actually saw, I think it's Wisconsin, is introducing legislation that any catalytic converter that comes off, you're going to need to be able, you're going to have to verify mm. that you are the owner of it okay. or it has to come from a repair facility Yeah. or, you know, you are going to have to, to be Somehow able to sell so. them, you're going to have to be able to to show that you are the legitimate owner of it because they're trying to curb this. Yeah. Because what's happening is people are coming out in the morning and they're getting in their car and they go to start it up. It sounds like a hot it, rod. And all of a sudden, yeah, it went from being quiet to really loud. Yeah. And um, like I said, I haven't heard much about it around here until uh, what Morgan Company mm-hmm. got got hit. And it made me think to back to when I worked at the dealership that they – they used to, I'm going to say back in 2007, 2008, around there, there was a big rash of it then, too. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. Um, they, the work trucks mm. uh, were really easy to get underneath and and remove the catalytic converters from it. Yeah. And they would come in at night with sawzalls and just cut them out. So they, they would have to, they moved them in closer to the building and put them under uh, video surveillance and, you know, and all kinds of stuff like that. But it, it's just really difficult to try and curb. So there are some ways that people are trying to curb this. Um, The Priuses, there's somebody out there that makes a shield that goes up, underneath and attaches with uh, security bolts and stuff. And to steal the, the catalytic converter, they're going to have to cut the shield off first. So it's more work. Yep, it it's a, a lot time. more work to be able to cut it out so they won't be in and out as quickly. Mm-hmm. So, And all this stuff is just made to slow slow them down. Yeah, I mean, th- and they do make the one that the, there's like an aircraft cable that they use. Yep, th- yep. Th- 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 it's a loop. Gonna, yep, I was going to talk about that because okay. uh, a lot of them use... Sawzalls mm-hmm. to be able to cut these these out. They use battery powered ones. So the other way that they're trying to deter them is by 
using like heavy aircraft cable and attaching it around on the bottom of the vehicle. And that way, when you go to put a Sawzall in there, the cable actually will move back and forth with the saw blade, making it really hard to cut the catalytic converter out. Again, just slowing people guess, down. Slowing them down. Yeah. And then the third way that um, they're helping to try and curb this is there's places out there that are actually etching the VIN number onto the case of the catalytic converter. Which I think is kind of interesting. I didn't, I mean, I don't know if that would actually work if someone you're gonna have really to, cared, you yeah, know, that's buying it. Yeah, you're going to have to. And but it to is get kind around, of a deterrent. Yeah, there are other ways to get around it. I mean, it would be no different than just filing a, a number off of something. They yeah. take a grinder and file it off. Yeah. But... It, there's but, a, there's other ways too. If there, I guess it would. That's the same thing of, of having the shield or the loop. That it's a deterrent. Yes. So if someone who's gonna thieve one of these things sees the VIN number on there. They're like, okay, I have to do more work to get yep. rid of this. Do I really yep. want? Do I really want to bother? And they e- just may move on to the next item. Exactly. So yeah. All right. Let's take a really quick break. We're gonna do a little bit more security things when we come back, and then we'll talk a little bit about warranties because we've all gotten. The phone call. We've all gotten the phone call. So we'll uh, we'll talk about that when we'll be right back after these messages. And now let's get back to Tom and Ashley with Idle Talk from King's Auto Repair. And we're back. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm Ashley. And I'm Tom. And we are here on 830 AM WEU. We are from King's Auto Repair and we are Idle Talk. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, we are not taking your calls because we're pre-recorded. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but we'll be back uh, on next Thursday, whatever. I don't know whatever date that is. And, uh, <laughs> oh. oh. Okay. Evidently, I, that was, that was a <laughs> video that started there. What? Um, um. We're gonna Miracle we're gonna shut that off. I was technology. scrolling it. I had yeah, I had my uh, actually had the uh, article up here that uh, we were gonna talk about. Okay, let's talk about that article. Well, you know, the, <laughs> okay. there's a video accompanying it, but uh, we're not gonna play the video. No, but uh, we're gonna talk a little bit about security. Um, something that we don't think is a problem nowadays with cars because they have the computer chips inside the keys. Right. right? A lot of uh, I didn't know that there were manufacturers out there that I don't know if they don't have these in the keys yet in like modern days. I thought the last of these vehicles that didn't have a computer chip in them that, you mm-hmm. know, needed that that code out of that key to be able to start the car. Um, I thought that was a bygone error because, yeah. you know, you used to see in the old movies where they'd go in and with a screwdriver and they put a screwdriver in the ignition switch and they turn it yeah. and the car would start and they drive off with it. Yeah. Well, um, I thought back in like 2008, 2009, 2010, everybody had chipped had keys. Chipped keys I was and, under the impression of that too. Well, evidently there's some out there that are still not or they're very easy to bypass. Okay, so let's let's go back just for a second and talk about how those keys and the system works because yep. I don't know if everyone really understands that like if you have a fatter key, there's a chip in it. There's automatically a chip in yeah. it, correct? Yep. Okay, so describe how that communicates so, with a car. So how that actually communicates with the car is there's it's a little radio frequency mm-hmm. computer chip and excuse me. And what ends up happening is when you put the key in the ignition and you first turn it, 
to like the first position. The first position. What'll end up happening is there's like a little antenna around the ignition cylinder where you put the key in, mm-hmm. and that that antenna will get electricity going through it. And what'll end up happening is it'll get a little bit of electricity going through it, and it actually goes and excites the computer chip inside the key and makes it power up to be able to send a code out back to that antenna. And when it gets that correct code back into that antenna, it sends that code to the computer, and the computer says, yes, this key will work, or no, it won't. You went way down the rabbit hole I that did. I was not expecting you to go down. It was <laughs> I would have described it as there's a chip in the in the key that talks to the car, and when you turn it on to the first ignition, the chip, the chip sends a, a signal that says, hey, this is me, yep. and then the computer goes, hey, and We're then it says, all right, Start. We're, yep. We're going to allow you to start. <laughs> yes, you but I gave you the technical <laughs> of what actually happens. I'll give you the non-technical. They just have to be able to sync. Yes. Together. So, yes, okay. they synchronize. And there's some different variations, but, uh, your key fobs that, uh, you don't, that you have like a push button start. Yeah. The keyless, the fob. keyless fob, like the keyless where you don't have to actually put a key in the ignition that actually has the, the radio antennas in the doors. So, oh, so you can do the, the hand where you press the button on the door yeah, or something like so that. So like on the, some of them have them on the door handles, but usually there's a module in each door mm. that has an antenna that actually faces towards the inside of the car. Oh, okay. So, and it has like a shield to the outside. That way, if the key is outside the car door, the key doesn't send the signal to the car. But if you were to open the car door, Mm -hmm. it can sense where the key is by using the the different sensors in the car and tell if the key is in the car. And then it will send a signal and say, yes, we have the correct key and it can start. I I kind of, okay, so my, the, the Fiesta that I have was the first car that I got that had just the keyless entry. It had just had the fob. And for the longest time, I'm like, how do I know that the key is in the car mm-hmm. when I start it? Wh- what if I had my purse outside the car and got in the car and tried to start it and it started like, w- and then I drove away without a key, you know, like, so, and Tommy's like, it can't happen. So can't, just yeah, the take car, my word for it. It can't happen. The I'm like, car okay. can't, the car will not start unless that key is inside the car. Right. But if you started the car, Got, took and, the key out. And took the key out, the car would say, I don't have the key. Like, yeah. you would get a notification or it would ding or something well, like that. Well, some of them ding. Yeah. And some of them go, at, some of them ding. Some will beep the horn. Oh. Some come up with a message that flash up that says, hey, the key's not in here. Right. Um, and, yeah. Trying to segue into something else here that happens with it. So, like, if you were to go and start the car up Mm -hmm. and you walk away with the key and someone, like, you say you go into a convenience store to get a cup of coffee. You leave your car car running, which you shouldn't do. You leave the car running outside. Yeah. And you walk into the convenience store and you take the key with you. The original cars that had this this push-button key start thing would actually allow you to take, like, the car could be stolen like that. Yeah. Until, you know, it shuts off and, and then you, then can't, you restart can't restart it. it. Yeah. But a lot of the newer cars that have the electronic shifters 
which they Mm -hmm. won't allow you to actually shift it. If the key is not present. If the key is not present. So So smart. That way, it reduces the chances of you driving off without a key. Right. Or somebody, someone else, someone else, you know, getting out of the car that has your key and walks off. Right. Or someone tries to steal your running car. Right. And, and like, just, just for the, I am not an advocate of leaving your car running outside of a public place, not even outside your house. Mm-hmm. Like, don't leave it running while you're not in it. It's so easy to get stolen because yeah. not all of the cars that we're referring to have that interlock. Yeah. You know, so easily can someone can w- run away with that car. And yep. I don't know if you can put an insurance claim on that. If because someone... you left it running. Yeah. With yeah. the key in it yeah. or whatever. So just don't do it anyway. So anyway, so we we, we digress. Um, so we were talking about. The, uh, so the chip, the chip keys. So anyway, I saw this article and I thought this was really a crazy thing because we've talked about stolen cars before. Yeah. And this article came up and it says thieves in Milwaukee have stolen over 5,300 Kias and Hyundais this year. 5,300. 5,300. Crazy. They actually have the, the number. It's actually closer to 5,400. Crazy. So, and this article is a couple days old, so I'm going to say they're probably, they're probably over 5,400 cars already. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's happening is they, somebody found out that some of these Hyundais and Kias are fairly easy to steal. And I don't know if they're, they're saying that there's some type of electronic thing they're doing to them. Oh, like to sending, be a able to and sending a signal. Sending a signal. or. Yeah. And they're using the, the old screwdriver method to Get turn out. The, to really to do it. And they actually had a video <laughs> of a guy a guy talking about, you know, how their um the the video that popped up in the beginning was a guy caught two other guys in inside his car trying to steal it. Wow. And he was videoing them and telling them to get out of the car. Yeah. And they kept going and they stole it. So Wow. Um, That's something to submit to the insurance yeah. company. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess when he, he also got the guy's pictures, you know, stealing mm-hmm. your car. Mm-hmm. So, um, so it it's getting to be bad enough that they're like, hey, you know, something something's going on here. So, um, Hyundai's and Kia are actually looking into this because they thought that their stuff was secure enough yeah. that they weren't going to have a problem. But they're like newer cars. Wow. They're not older cars. I'm going to say they were like 2018s. No so, kidding. So it's very much newer. Yes. Um, It's just so surprising. I mean, the thing about the, you, car manufacturers just have to be one step ahead of, of the smartest person. Yeah. You know, hacking whatever they're doing. So and sometimes they're not because. You know, they don't they don't have the workaround, you know, and, yeah. and, or they realize that they need to find the workaround, the, the security workaround. So it's and, a that's a that's crazy. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. And yeah. and the other thing <clears throat> that we're starting to see on our end of fixing cars is they're putting in what they call secure gateway modules okay. to help stop this okay. kind of stuff. 
because the technology out there on the black market to yeah. go and bypass this stuff and steal cars is out there. It is definitely out there. So I mean, you got to work for it, but it's the, out there. The cars, the car manufacturers are actually starting to put in what they call secure gateway modules, or it, um, in computer terms, a firewall. Okay. Yeah. So it'll allow you to pull data out of the car through like different different ways. One through the um, the the computer connector that mm, you plug okay. in to get like codes and stuff, the OBD mm-hmm. connector. Um, you're able to see information coming out, but you cannot input any information with that module oh, in there. So you can't write anything mm-hmm. in that would allow it to bypass. And what they've been doing is they've put been putting uh, stuff with the keys in those modules. So disconnecting those modules mm. shuts off any kind of being able to start it. So okay. if you try to remove it and take it out, now you've disabled the car. Okay, so the car says, no, something's wrong here. Yep. You, and, but, but they're also putting in the, the firewall so that can't take that module out and then write a program in that says to hey, bypass it this is bypass go ahead and start you know yeah. that, so i mean it's 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 um it's smart and yeah. you know it's a lot of like kind of you know they're the auto manufacturers are kind of doing battle with the thieves right yeah. now and trying yeah. to hold them off and yeah. but these guys have evidently figured out some way to get around it and yeah. they've I, they said, you know, they're they're stealing like 20, 20 cars a day. Wow. Well, they're working on it. So thankfully, and, you know, probably that'll just be an update, you know, that yeah, the hope, people, hopefully the owners have to bring it in and just do an update. So do something to them because, yeah. you know, you come out and your car's gone. You're like, what what happened? And it's gone. Yeah. All right. Let's take a break and uh, we'll be right back after these messages. And now let's get back to Tom and Ashley with Idle Talk from King's Auto Repair. And welcome back to Idle Talk here on 830 AM, WEEU. I'm throwing Ashley off. You just My threw me under Tom. the bus right That's now. That's right. That's right. I didn't want to tell you. Because like, you're, you're, you're a little mad right now. I'm I not mad. It. I'm not mad. But we, we went to the break and we we're like, okay, what are we gonna, what's our next segment? And Tommy's like, oh, I know what I I'm going to talk about. And I'm not going to tell you. And I'm like, then of... you do the intro. And he's like, you do it. You, I'll do it. You do it. You do it. Okay. And that's why it sounded yeah. herky-jerky. Okay. Yeah, well. Let's hear well. it. <laughs> it's our anniversary. For No, it's not. It is. November We've 10th. been doing this show for two years. Get out! <laughs> we started November first, two years ago. The first Thursday of November. Yeah. Get out. Yeah. And Noel was our producer back then, and he's producing with us right Look now. Look at this, a full circle moment. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Wow. Goes yeah. around, comes around. I I was thinking about that. I was like, it was the first Thursday in November that we did. Yeah. And, uh Yeah. It was two years. Two years, and we haven't figured out how to stop talking about. Or ha- we always have something to talk about with cars. That's right. <laughs> That's crazy. It's always stuff going on. You know, on. and I said, I said when we first started doing this, I'm like, what are we going to talk about for now? We've done uh, what 104 episodes, or yeah, roughly. I think roughly. we did one rerun yeah. when we got had the dog incident. Um, but yeah, like, what are we going to talk about? And like, still. Finding things to talk about. And it's funny because when we went to, we have a training company that we do, that we work with. That's who we do training with, but they also have a conference every year. We met a guy from New Hampshire. Exactly. That has his own radio show Uh and he's been doing it for nine years. Yep. And I'm like, man, if he could do it for nine years, we could figure out two or three. That's right. 
And I told him, I said, if I ever run out of anything to talk about, I'm just going to listen to your show. And, you know, we're just going to repeat it. It's totally different areas. So be, yeah. I'm gonna, you know, hey, when you can cheat, you know, get a little bit of help. Well, that's not really cheating. It's just a little bit of, little bit of assistance for uh, items to talk about. But, but you know, I'm, I must say it's okay doing it once a week. If I had to do it every day. Oh, I, don't uh, I don't know how know. any of these guys do radio every day of every week. I'm when I not necessarily now, but at the end of the day and we get out of there and I'm like, I'm exhausted. I can't wait to go home. I got to go home. I got to feed the dogs. I got to, you know, we got to take care of, they got to eat dinner. And then by the time we get home, it's like, you know, and do all this stuff is like eight thirty. Mm-hmm. I'm like, how does anybody do this? How do, I don't. I, don't, I, don't. <laughs> I admire anybody who does this on a regular basis and, and is like ready like for the day. new everyday thing. Like, especially first thing in the morning. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. No. So you're early. Early. That's way early mm-hmm. too. And you're not necessarily an early person, Noelle. You're. I know you're a little. Well. When I, we started doing the show, mm-hmm. you were a little bit of a night owl. Yeah, I was the evening guy working here, so mm-hmm. I, I was used to working evenings, and now I'm I completely transitioned to mornings. Uh-huh. And it's been it's been interesting. Yeah, yeah. It's, oh, it's, I don't know how I do it, but I do it. I, <laughs> make it happen. But then That's, you think you have it like early, like me. But then you have someone like you guys who has a whole day of stuff they do, and then yeah. they have to do. So it's, I could see how like yeah. that could be taxing. Yeah, the juxtaposition of, yeah. of that. So I mean, I think it's great we've been having a great time met lots of wonderful people Mm -hmm. lots of people Uh call in and we've had gotten lots of customers from this and you know people still people will call the shop and just want to talk to me which Uh is fine i I love talking to people you know like tell me stories and tell me about Uh this and about that and i i always have a great time so yay happy anniversary to us <laughs> See, I totally threw you off. You did. You I'm, were like, "It's I'm our like, wedding what anniversary." What are you talking wedding about? Wedding what? anniversary? What? So, what? Uh, all right. So that is what? our show for tonight. Thank you so so much for listening, people. People, be nice to each other out there, and wear your seatbelts, and have a lovely, lovely weekend. Thank you. Good night. <laughs>